0: Today on the Zapecast, something that hasn't happened since I was born will happen at FedEx Field on Sunday, and it ain't good. Drew Olsen of the Big 920 will join me. I'll argue with him about the Packers' backup situation. That plus deep thoughts on the Red Zone, Monday night announcers, and Jalen Ramsey gets NHL players triggered. If you've got 45 minutes of attention your job does not deserve, then buckle up and let's go! Here we go! Wednesday, September 12, 2018. Thank you for downloading. We are just two days away from the ZadeCast Premium for Week 2. It is Football Friday, Five Ways. I've got You're Looking Live Week 2, a new feature called Big Man on Campus, a college football roundup in all its glory and tradition. Mr. X on Gambling 101, Agent Joe Panos talking about what it takes to get paid in the NFL, and author Jeff Perlman with his new book on the USFL. Fridays, by the way, can be yours for just $4.99 a month. Being a premium subscriber does help this channel. It does help this effort. It does help this podcast. And yes, it unlocks Friday. Is it worth 5 bucks a month for the Friday show? No, probably not right now. Eventually, it'll be really worth it. But for right now, I'm probably only giving you $1.95 worth of content. But here's what you're doing. By buying in, you're supporting me. You're supporting this effort. And trust me, your payday is coming. You just have to trust me on this. We will start adding more and more content, more and more features, more and more nice things as we go. So I do appreciate everyone's support. Go to zabe.com slash premium, download our app that is absolutely free, and enjoy. And hopefully this way we'll never have to gum up this podcast with interminable two-minute reads for uh, Blue Apron or life lock or stuff like that. Although, let's be honest, if they're going to pay me a lot of money, I'm going to read them, and you're going to listen. Here's what's going to happen. By the way, how's the sound quality here? I am now recording this on my portable miniature Shure MV5 desktop microphone that has a lightning connector, and it is plugged right into my iPad recording today's podcast. I may have to tweak the audio just a bit, sweeten it up, add some equalization, but otherwise, I think it sounds pretty good need this for my road microphone when I go to Vegas. On Sunday, the Redskins will not sell out FedEx Field. Not unless they really have an amazing push for tickets at the last minute. Liz Clark, writing in the Washington Post, says that NFL Ticket Exchange showed more than 3,650 tickets available as of Tuesday morning in all sections of the stadium across all price points for Sunday's game. These are tickets the team is selling officially on NFL Ticket Exchange. This is not StubHub. This is not secondary market. Why is this a big deal? It's a big deal because here in town, the Redskins have long maintained that every game is sold out. And even boasted such in this year's media guide that the run of sellouts dates back 50 years. The attendance streak, writes Clark, has been a source of enormous pride for the franchise, one of the oldest in the NFL, whose story tradition includes five appearances in the Super Bowl and three titles. Fan enthusiasm has diminished in recent years, she writes that's mild, a circumstance the team tacitly acknowledged in June when it announced without explanation that the season ticket waiting list that it once said numbered 200,000 is no longer in existence. The availability of tickets for this Sunday's game is another sign of flagging fan interest. The Redskins also posted ads on social media that have placed special emphasis on the home opener. The team designated the Colts game as, quote, Maryland State Employee Appreciation Day. And added as a perk, a chance for each state employee who buys a lower level ticket to have his or her her picture taken on FedEx field after the game. Ah, great. Just what we need. More people clumping on the field. Which is already going to get torn up. Because there's a soccer game there tonight. Tuesday night. International soccer game. El Salvador versus uh, Colombia. Something like that. And then of course... With the hurricane coming. like calling it a hurricane. Uh, we're not going to get necessarily the hurricane, but we're going to get a lot of rain. It's going to be dicey come Sunday. For many fans, the game day trek to FedEx Field, writes Clark, which ranks near the bottom of fan surveys. Uh, near the bottom? How about squarely on the bottom? How about on the bottom like the Titanic sits on the bottom of the ocean? The Titanic, which sits... Near the bottom. No, no. It's on the bottom. It ranks near the bottom of fan surveys of the best and worst NFL venues is another disincentive to a $567.50 outing that is the average cost for two people to attend a Redskins game at FedEx Field, according to GoBankingRates.com, covering tickets, parking, a hot dog, beer, and soda. It is only the ninth most expensive in the NFL, but combined with the dingy and dismal out-of-the-way, bad parking, bad organization, bottleneck to get in and out experience, it's it's not good. Clark concludes by saying the erosion of fan support is no minor temporary concern for the Redskins and their owner, Daniel M. Snyder. The Redskins are embarking on plans to build their next stadium when they're least for the land occupied by FedEx Field in Prince George's County, expires in 2027. And filling that new stadium will be a priority. While nine years may seem distant distant future, it's not in the timetable in the, of erecting state-of-the-art NFL stadiums. Ideally, the site would be selected as much as a decade in advance to lay the groundwork for essential infrastructure and transportation needs. Well, tick-tock, tick-tock, we are at 10 years now. The Redskins have yet to announce whether they'll build a team in Northern Virginia, Maryland, or the district's RFK site where they have played from 61 to 96. According to a person with knowledge of the process, team officials are awaiting proposals from each jurisdiction. Listen, this sellout streak and this waiting list, these are figments of the team's fucking imagination. These two things have been Dan Snyder's imaginary friends. Sellouts and waiting lists. Sort of like... You know, Tinkerbell and Mr. Peepers, two imaginary friends that Dan Snyder imagines he has at either side of him. This is good because for years, this waiting list and this sellout streak has been a lie agreed upon. And the media couldn't really challenge it because what are they going to do? Say, bullshit, you're lying. Show me your your books. Show show me your records. The, The media can only go so far. But this is good. This is this is sort of like, hello, uh, my name is the Washington Redskins, and I don't have a sellout streak. You know, it's like admitting I'm an alcoholic. This is the first step, hopefully, to, for turning it around. Granted, a couple factors. It's going to rain, number one. Number two, the Colts, yeah, Andrew Luck's kind of cool to watch. I mean, he didn't come here often. He's a star player. I would go to the Colts game if it was a decent experience, if I wasn't going to be in Vegas. But, you know, you've got all those things combined. It's just, and if the, if the season goes south, God forbid, and you're talking about some less desirable matchups down the road, I mean, ooh, not going to be pretty. All right, couple things before we get to Drew Olson. A quick thought on the red zone. This was in Phil Mushnick's column, New York Post. The first play of the NFL season on Thursday resulted in a flag and then a protracted discussion among officials uh, before illegal motion was called. Moments later, NBC's Al Michaels made the season's first reference to the red zone, writes Mushnick. Though again, no one knows exactly what it is and when it is. Well, what are you talking about? It's the 20-yard line and in. Mushnick's an idiot, doesn't he watch? No, hold on. Does it begin only on first down, asks Mushnick. at or inside the 20? Does third and six from the 18 count? Is kicking a game-winning field goal on fourth and two from the 16 considered a statistical failure? And because no network can allow a season to begin without needless technological advancement and added screen pollution, NBC has come up with a superimposed redundancy called the Green Zone, a bright green patch that ends where the superimposed yellow line to twice show how far it is, a first down on third down. I, the Green Zone is the worst fucking thing ever. It is on-screen graffiti. It is obscuring the field itself. I hate it. And it's unnecessary. You got a yellow line. What are you doing, NBC? But back to the red zone, I've always asked this question. How do you define red zone possessions? I don't believe just getting into the red zone. And I've never seen a definition of it because it's not an official stat. But it's something that teams track and the media tracks. And people will say, well, we were terrible in the red zone last year. Okay, well, account for that. There's another statistical piece of sloppiness that I don't know if the league has finally officially wrinkled out or not. But basically, when you're talking scoring offense in the NFL and scoring defense, special teams touchdowns and defensive touchdowns are not peeled out of the equation in terms of who's the leading offense in the league. Well, it's the Rams at 31.6 points per game. That includes special teams. That includes DFTs. Because either someone's too lazy to pull them out, or, I don't know, maybe there's some logic in doing that. That needs to get cleaned up as well. I believe red zone possessions, if you're going to judge red zone possessions, who has the best red zone touchdown efficiency, that they have to be first and tens from inside the twenty. Did they result in a touchdown? What percentage of your drives first and 10 inside the 20 resulted in a touchdown versus a field goal? How about your average points per red zone possession? That would be a bit of a useful stat, but remember, not all first and 10s inside the red zone are equal. You throw a long pass, guy gets tackled at the three, boom, that's a first and 10 red zone position. Possession. Hey, we got a touchdown. We're great in the red zone. No, you were at the three yard line. One other thought before we get to Drew. Monday night football announcers. So they had two crews on Monday night because of the doubleheader. And by the way, I could do without the doubleheader. I don't need two more games. Opening weekend of the NFL. I'm going to watch the NFL all year long. Thursdays and Mondays and Sunday nights. I don't need two on Monday night. I do love the early start time for the first game, but I kind of hate that the the back game is, you know, beyond my most of people's bedtimes. I did stay up though. So, the alternate crew was one Beth Mowans along with Brian Greasy and Laura Rutledge on the sidelines. Beth Mowens is not good. I'm sorry to say that. That is a agreed upon opinion by most sports fans. She may be a hard worker. She may be very proud to be the first female play by play person in the NFL, and I'm glad she is, but she's not good. By most standards, she has a voice and a delivery that it's over. It's a bit too cheesy. I, I That's probably a, that's a really bad Beth Moans. I'd have to listen to her. But it's, as they say in radio, it's kind of puke voicey. And there is a good that well, I'm not doing it very well again. When you listen to her, it is overly deep, almost like she's trying to sound like a man. And she is giving it a little bit too much, che- a lot too much cheesy radio DJ puke voice. It's not natural. Now, Joe Tessator is also a bit of a carnival barker. He is a, what a run by beast mode, Marshawn Lynch. And this is on second and two in the first quarter. Joe Tessator makes no bones about that. Why why would I say? And I, I'm okay with Tessator for now, but I'm going to wait to see how the season plays out first. I, I'm going to revisit this down the road as I maybe get tired of him. But I'll, I'm okay with him for now. How is Tessator different from Beth Moans? Well, of course, one's a man, one's a woman, but that's not really the reason. Uh, it's just that I don't, I don't like certain voices. I, I hate Al Michaels. See, this is why you want to call me sexist for not liking Beth Moen's fine. Uh, I'm, I'm a sexist. I get it. Whatever. I also hate Al Michaels. Al Michaels has become the king of the, of the constipation call. And it is caught. Just say, and it's caught. I mean, why is that every big play with Al Michaels? Has he not noticed that? Has he not tried to correct that? I, it just flabbergasted me. Not a fan of Al Michaels. Sorry. I know you. some of you people, a minority of you people have said, I can't believe you're saying that. Beth Mullins does not have a good voice. Not, in my mind, not for play-by-play in the NFL. So there, boom, I said it. If we're going to not like certain announcers for whatever reason, both play-by-play and color analysts, then we're going to be allowed to not like certain women announcers if we've got valid points to make about Here's why I don't like them. If you say, I don't like her, she's got ovaries, well then that's just sort of sexist. you got to come up with a better objection than that. Without further ado, we say hello to our friend Drew Olson from the Big 920 in Milwaukee. So what does it feel like to be sitting on the precipice of the next Aaron Rodgers injury report, Drew? I bet it's nerve-wracking thinking, when's the bad news coming? When's the bad well, news coming?
1: I'm just gathering information, Steve. I'm, <laughs> You're I'm
0: collect, gathering information, collect, collecting all collecting the information. information. Don't you love it that you know the, the Packers say we're collecting information on Rogers' injury? We have got no update right now. When it's a simple knee injury, it can't be anything complicated. This is not some crazy virus he got from pissing in some uh, river down in Brazil where a parasite swam up his fist stream, got into his system. We're like, we don't know how to attack it. It's affecting the organs. We've got a team of doctors. No, he fucking tweaked his knee. It's a simple thing. They just don't want to say yeah. right now, do they? Right? No. That's no, the ultimate thing. Well,
1: um, MRIs do take a day, right? Because it's 45 minutes in the tube, probably. And then a the day for a regular it. person. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, of course. He probably he has it done, and then they're... If they have to, then... Email the pictures to orthopedic experts like I don't know Dr. James Andrews types of knee injuries. Right. You know, then that could take I could that could take a couple hours. Is Dr. But,
0: Andrews still the go-to orthopedic surgeon for all? I think sports so. Guys? I mean, he is. He's still still the one that we know by pitchers. name. Who else do we know by name in sports as an orthopedic surgeon? Let's go. It, time to play surgeon time. As a sports guy, well, the guys Go.
1: were Frank Job and Louis Yocum. Frank
0: Job is in the okay. Yocum. They, they both him. died.
1: They've all. They both died. Job and Yocum died. I think so. Wow. Yeah.
0: Sorry to hear that. Yeah.
1: And then after that, um, it depends on what the
0: injury is and who the well, just give me just some names. The cutter is yeah, the well, fact that you were able able to uh, name Job and Yochum. I, know, I could like, name Job, not Yochum, though.
1: Local guys, there was uh, there's a hand specialist here named Curtis Crimmins that they've used when guys get hit in specialist. the hands and yeah, hand specialist. And then there's a couple not a of guys. hand model, but a hand no, specialist. no hand specialist. Yeah, hand surgeon. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, it's not a. It's James Andrews is the goat. He's he really the guy. is the
0: goat. Yeah. Uh, of course there's the Tommy John surgery, but that you know, Tommy John was the pitcher. He was not the doctor. Who did the Tommy John surgery? I thought it was the Yoakum uh You sure about Job. That?
1: I thought it was Job and Yoakum. I did do not know. Tommy I do John not...
0: Surgery. Do 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 do, do. ulnar collateral ligament reconstruction. Uh doesn't say who performed it here. I have to look that one up further. Yeah. Okay, well, we pioneered so, that. so give me, walk me through, Drew, your emotions watching that game on Sunday night unfold Uh-oh. as Aaron Rodgers went down, went into the blue tent of miracles on the sideline and then came out with glassy eyes to First, get on the cart to leave the game on a cart.
1: I saw it in real time and I said, oh, he's hurt. I told my I was watching the game with my wife. I'm like, oh, he's hurt. And I saw it when he laid there for five seconds. He, I saw the impact. I saw him lay there, and he usually gets right up because he—he's one of those guys that likes to. When somebody puts a lick on him, he likes to tap the guy on the chest and like say, "Good, you know, good job." Right, and, right. You know, he's one of those guys. He likes right. to do that. A lot of quarterbacks are like that. So he's down, then he gets up, and then he collapses again. And I have to say, I was completely selfish in that moment. I cared about Aaron Rodgers's knee. In how it would affect me, because I remembered how awful it was last year doing shows when Brett Hundley was playing, and we had to consume the NFL like the rest of you schnooks. Right. Spaghetti noodles and ketchup.
0: <laughs> exactly. It was a bunch of but-
1: schnooks. Life sucked. It was awful. Meaningless And you football. had been,
0: in that moment, you had been instantly sentenced to another yes. year of hard labor in the NFL.
1: Fucking year, you, yes.
0: You, you thought you had just gotten sprung, like you're walking out of the prison gates. <laughs> exactly. And then as soon as you're through the gates, a bunch of cop cars roll up with <laughs> their lights on, <laughs> and they're like, nope, we're going to arrest <laughs> back you again. But you're back in prison. Yeah, exactly how it felt. It's like, oh, my God. Did, then- you, did you think like I did, and unfortunately I had to tweet this with my big stupid mouth, that far, that uh, excuse me, that Rogers should not go back in the game. Of course, I did. You yeah. did. You and thought that as well. Sane
1: when you're down twenty and Khalil Mack is like rampaging through you, like he's playing sixth graders. Yes. Uh, what are you bringing him back for when you're down twenty nothing? Even if he's okay, live to fight another day.
0: Yeah, and we don't know. Do you, I guess only a doctor would know if he did more damage playing. Well, yeah, they, they would say the fact that he came back. The Packers are notorious.
1: The cautious. phrase around here is the high side of caution, and they the are too fault. Of caution, yeah, they hold yeah. guys out like two weeks longer than guys. You know uh, guys are chomping to play by the time the Packers. But wait clear a up. minute,
0: wait a minute. Wouldn't the high side of caution be keeping Rogers out of the game?
1: Well, that's what tells me that he it wasn't as bad. That that it was, it was as a bad. Brain or he as couldn't a, or walk. A, yeah, initially. I mean, who's. If you've ever been playing hoops and hyperextended or done something funky and it's like, oh man, and you think for a, for a little bit that it's like awful, and then, yeah, you go, you like, walk yeah, around a little it's bit, and so it's like bad. bounce back a little bit. Yeah. yeah, I've done that. All right. Hell, so- I just did that a couple of weeks ago. I, I stepped in a hole in my yard cutting the lawn, <laughs> and I'm like, oh man, and I've had both knees. Cut. So I you know, I I thought, Oh, that's gonna be and it wasn't as bad as it it ended up. You've had you've had both knees worked on? I've had well I've ruptured I've ruptured both patella tendons, which is not good. A rupture.
0: Yeah. Not a tear.
1: People would say, Oh, you do your ACL? No, ACL would have been a day at the beach. Mine was the thing where the tendon that runs over your kneecap and attaches to your shin bone ruptures and your kneecap goes up to about mid thigh. Oh my god and your leg becomes a noodle and you can't walk. How uh, how'd you do that each time? Uh, both times, freak accidents. It's uh, bo- both are them. long. Both are long. Yeah, and you need beer stories, and it's not about me. It's about Aaron Rodgers in these parts. Just give me the abbreviated version, for God's sakes.
0: Now I'm too right. curious. Well,
1: well, one time I did it. Actually, this is so stupid, it's embarrassing, but I'll tell it because it's full disclosure on the Zapecast. Just give
0: me give me the thirty second explanation. Bucks. Uh,
1: well, the first one, I was on stage with my buddy's band and tripped over a monitor. <laughs> oh shit. Yes. What age were you? I was forty, okay. probably no, I mean, All right. late, late, probably right. mid thirties. And the other one and was the other one was probably seven, eight, nine years later at Bucks Media Day. It wasn't even Bucks Media Day. The Bucks had a thing where they had a media game where the Bucks uh, at the Bradley Center Court. They let uh, the the media play.
0: So you played pick up hoops at forty eight. Forty eight yeah, years
1: old. I was forty something. Yeah, early forties. I okay. think. Okay. And. In the layup line, I was feeling good getting a sweat, and I used to be able to play, Zabe. And I was wanting to see how close I could get to dunking in front of my friend Larry Christovia, who was the coach at the time. Whoa, 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 timeout,
0: timeout at 40 something years old. Yes, Drew Olsen, who goes six foot one, six nothing, six nothing on a clear day. Yeah, with. Quite a few baseball buffets loaded oh, into his system from years and years. Decides you're going to try to show how close you can get to dunking. To yes. dunking. Yes. And how was, close did you get to I was dunking that day? Good.
1: Um, well, until my knee exploded. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I was I was rim high on the first couple of attempts, and then I just tried to see how high I could get, and it was. Uh, I heard a pop when I landed. It was oh, like Jesus. a in, in front of Larry Christovick, who was like, "Oh my god!"
0: Oh my god! Did, you sue, it, did you
1: sue the Bucks? No, but the thing was it, was, it was the best thing that could have happened. Because both why? cases, but bo- because okay, both cases. Um, uh, years of running and jumping. I was a high jumper and all that crap, and playing basketball and all that ground my knees down to nothing. And had I, I did the one thing on stage, and my wife was there to take me to the doctor to the hospital that night. And then the next thing, I did it in, in the Bucks facility. The trainer took me into the locker room. It was oh. like I was a player. I was in the locker room watching on TV as the media game was going on, and the guy was tending to me. And then I went to uh, the hospital again. I had surgery on both times. If I had been jo- the doctor told me like you were down to nothing. If you had stepped off a curb, it would have ruptured. If you had just been jogging by yourself, it could have gone. I could really? have been laying in the woods in a in a park by my house, drinking pond water and eating grubs oh. until someone
0: came upon me. Wow, so, it, did, so it was it going to go. It was going to go yes, at some point. Might yes. as well go while you in nearly public while I had right. help. While you nearly dunked on Larry Kristowiak. Because yes. that's the story. That's the story. I was trying to, You're trying to impress my, my right he his,
1: laughed. He goes, yeah, you were you were feeling good. You were trying to show off. He came
0: and saw me. He was teasing me. He still does to this day. So so Hilarious. you could, at 40-something years old, chock full of free baseball writer buffets oh, over the yeah. years, you could still touch the rim at six oh, foot yeah. nothing. Oh, yeah. Yep, yep, yep.
1: And I was trying to see so how high I could get. And I was like, that was ridiculous. That's, Im-
0: that's impressive. How, was, how, how much ridiculous. did you weigh at the time?
1: I don't know, 180, 185 maybe. Oh, like really? That. What do you yeah. weigh right
0: now? Since I am at one ninety-four right now. Okay, good. And and what is that
1: the that is that the weight you want to be at? Nah, I'd like to be under one ninety something. You know, so you're as only five I, over. Yeah, as long as I don't have a two in front of my, you know, okay. on the left not on the left side,
0: I'm happy. So, the deal with with Rodgers, I mean, Yes. Like, so what do you what do you think is the best case scenario going forward for the Packers? How would you manage well, this injury? Because we don't know. They're collecting information. Yeah, Let's we, assume he's going to have to miss some games. How do you manage it, and what is your backup well, situation? Why do
1: you assume that? I don't assume he's going to. This is a guy that came up under Favre, man. He's, he saw the okay, Iron Man, okay. and he, he is, will be supremely motivated to play. Like This is one of those deals where they'll have to you know shackle him to not yeah. have him play.
0: Okay, so timeout then. He's going to play a whole season on a compromised knee.
1: Um, yeah, if, if if need be, yes, he <laughs> Is would. there a comp for
0: this? He just sat out like the... Is there you know, a comp, Drew, for this? Has um, this ever been done by anybody in the NFL well, that hell, you can think old of? Old school. Archie Manning never played. Lynn
1: Dickey, all these guys had broken legs and compromised. Hell yes, there's, com- there's
0: comps. You're just bringing up old guys. You don't have actual scenarios of them actually played well the I, I thought Archie Manning
1: played almost his whole career like that and Lynn Dickey Packers quarterback you know back from the 80s
0: did Lynn Dickey legendary. play a whole season with a bad knee
1: uh, he legendarily okay. he had broken legs I, google up his history he was a hell of a passer and a hell of a player and he's like he was
0: kind of my first quarterback that I watched growing up so yeah he he did Okay, um, so, so you're thinking he could play the whole well, the thing and is, survive the, the whole McGilla.
1: What you saw, and this is the, the question that we've been talking about here, is what the hell took McCarthy so long to realize that you can turn Aaron Rodgers into Tom Brady and he's still pretty damn good. You don't have to do seven-step drops and let him extend plays and run around for 10 seconds before he finds somebody on a broken, uh, drawn-up-in-the-dirt ah. route. You can make him surgical like they did in the second
0: half, and he was awesome. But that is also his game, though. Yeah, I mean, it, let's so face
1: you're it. you taking away does a that by, major
0: element of well, your game.
1: You're taking away a major element of your game, but did he look like he was giving anything up when he brought him back from 20 down? No, he did look
0: good, but the Bears He can choked. play that way. The Bears choked. The Bears did choke. the Bears are not the best defense he, you're going to face. The best defense you're going to face twice this, this year week, is this weekend. Is this weekend.
1: Well, here's the thing, though, and that's the uh, we've been asking this question. Would the Packers have won that game if Rodgers hadn't hurt his knee? would McCarthy have stubbornly stuck to, we're going to keep letting Aaron be Aaron and try to make plays and bring him back? And I don't know that they win that game unless they the the shift in, you know, the, they, they're all shotgun, second half, right. a shotgun and pistol, quick outs, get right. the ball out quick, which is right. how the, a lot of people around here think they should play all the time.
0: Yeah, well, you need some deep shots. You need to let Rodgers do what he does best.
1: Yes, because he's so good. But as McCarthy said after the game, uh, the 2 minute drill is when Aaron's at its be- at his best no huddle and 2 minute which uh, is there a difference yeah i mean slight it's right. modification but that's what he goes it's what we do best yes it is he was no Rodgers
0: was great in adapting the plan worked and he won the game but a large part of that is the bears fucking choked the bears just seriously shut it down and said we don't want to lose don't want to lose don't want to lose yeah, played they, they, not to well, lose and they so they have a young quarterback that that is here and this Let's is another say, thing.
1: This is another thing that came up on my show yesterday for young quarterbacks. And I, this is a question I'd love to ask Aaron Rodgers. He's at his locker on Wednesday, and I'll be doing a show. But when you're developing as a quarterback and the in the learning curve, and you're going to quarterback university your first couple of years in the league because it's totally different than college. We know that, right? Is it harder? Is is one of the hardest things in your development? Learning to play with a lead, learning to know when to take shots, and having that internal devil on your shoulder, protecting a lead for a young quarterback. Has to be, I would think, harder than having to come back and bring a team back. Everybody puts value on I comeback guess. victories. Protecting a lead at the end of a game or in the fourth quarter, I think, would be really the measure of you know.
0: It's hard, you but you still got to make plays. You still have to make plays, and you still have to play yeah, the game. Be, with Yeah, but your own you could see frame.
1: Trubisky checking down, and like he, it looked to me like he had receivers open on deeper routes and he was playing safe yeah. or running out you know running out of the pocket
0: well it's like in golf you got a good round going all of a sudden you're like i ah, just hit the green i ah, just like, lag it Playing up not close. to lose
1: in any sport is a recipe for disaster you know that That's right. one of the immutable laws of sports
0: exactly so that and that's what Trubisky so I, I, fell into there are I would younger love to quarterbacks. ask rogers
1: that question because he would probably give us five minutes and it would be gold
0: well then take day off from your show and go ask him yeah i wish Go for, go, force your way will, to the front of the locker. I will send it to my people, and I will force have Force your way ask. to the front of the locker and, and ask that question. Do you know how yes. many questions you get, to hit, get hit with on, on Wednesday? Oh, God. All about his knee and maybe even... How do you yeah. know he'll be at his locker on Wednesday? Because he always is. That's when he does his
1: availability. He doesn't do it in the auditorium because Favre did it in the auditorium, and he wants to be a man of the people and show that he's just a regular guy. And it's actually inconvenient as hell, and there have almost been fights in the scrum. And... <laughs> It's probably not a good thing, but it's the optics, and he does it at his locker. He prefers to okay. do
0: it at his locker rather than in the auditorium, Let's which would talk be more about, comfortable for everybody. Let's talk about the elephant in the room, the backup quarterback. For the second straight year, oh. it appears that your brain trust has completely whiffed on a credible backup for Aaron Rodgers.
1: Yeah, You know, in in part you say that's, again, malpractice. They went from Brett Hundley and they decided this guy who looked as bad as, well, he looked like a guy who was 0-16 last year, right? He
0: looked like shit. (laughs) He (laughs) looked like he was overwhelmed from the minute the game started.
1: And part of you says, okay, that's, you know, general managerial malpractice to not have a better guy. But then the other part of you just says, if Rodgers goes out, it doesn't matter. There isn't another one, and no
0: one can hold the ship, and no one can do what he does. No one can approximate it. it That's a fatalistic bullshit attitude. You guys need a credible backup that can hold the Ford for six weeks. You didn't have one last year. You don't have one this year. Malpractice. And who are those guys? I don't know. Who who has talked about this offseason that you can maybe go out and get? Nick Foles was
1: the anomaly. Those guys, backup quarterbacks are backup quarterbacks. Nick Foles
0: could have been had.
1: Yeah. In theory. but, But then would Nick Foles have been Nick Foles if he had backed up Aaron Rodgers instead of Carson Wentz? You just never know. I don't, ah, I'm fatalist on it. I, I think that insert anybody. Has, and it's, if Rodgers goes out, the drop-off
0: is so big, and the, it's so colossal a hit that they can't recover anyway. Drew, you're being delusional. Nick Foles had a 27-touchdown over two INT year with Chip Kelly in Philly. Now, he regressed to his normal state after that, but Deshaun Kaiser and Brett Hundley don't have that kind of record behind them. You guys need a decent mid-level veteran QB to back up Aaron Rodgers. And if you don't get one next year, shame on you guys. We had, in the history,
1: go back to the Favre thing. They had Brunel and Aaron Brooks. They had guys, oh, Hasselbeck. They had guys that went on to do other things. Even Matt Flynn had some success here as a backup just holding the fort. But for the most part, it, when, you have, when you have the guy, I mean – do they worry about who Tom Brady's backup was? I mean, they got rid of the best backup in Tom Brady's in backup,
0: Matt Castle, went 11-5. and five.
1: Which says what? He was awesome or their system is awesome or what? Or well, both?
0: Uh, it says that either I, Castle I, I think was the Patriots better. Patriots have a better, ba- as, more balanced, uh, and a, probably a better coach. As much as Castle sucks, he was still good enough to go 11-5 and five in their system. You have two guys, last year Hundley, this year Kaiser, who should have trainee affixed to their jersey <laughs> when true. they come in. And that's a damn shame. Well, all and, right, Hundley so-
1: had, and Hundley had all the time in the system, in the film room, in the exhibition season. And McCarthy and said, I feel him. great about our quarterback room right now. <laughs> I like the so- look of it. It, you so, got it. I mean, I, Zab, I know this is a foreign discussion to you because you've never had one of these franchise like type quarterbacks. It just doesn't matter. The drop off okay. is so big and it would be this such is, a
0: shock that it just it really doesn't matter. This is where you're we'd wrong. be stunned. This is where you're wrong. You don't understand what it's like to live like the rest of the league. Well, I saw it for s- uh, half the season last year and it sucked. Yeah, right. But you don't <laughs> live that. That was an anomaly. How could you that even get you fired man. up
1: to do shows after that? And like, it's like, hey, we're looking bro, forward to the game.
0: Bro, you have Dude. no idea. You, you, Packer fans, were thrown, you were, you, were, you were evacuated from your apartment due to a hurricane for six months. And you went to some yeah. shitty apartment on a skeevy part of town. And you're like, man, this sucks. I hate being here. I can't wait to get back home again to my nice warm mansion. And now you're back. The rest of us have been living from one shitty apartment (laughs) to the other. We've lived through John Beck. We have seen Patrick Ramsey. We have floundered with the Shane Werfels of the world. And we go in and we, yes. (laughs) Oh, sorry. Shane Werfel. That's a combination, by the way, of Danny Werfel and Shane Matthews. (laughs) Shane Matthews and Danny Werfel. Look at at the jersey of shame that the Browns fan put together with all the names on it. Absolutely. So get a good backup. Would you take Cutler? Um, Cutler's I take, the one guy who's I, well, sitting out there, played last well, there's year. There's another
1: guy out there who's doing a, a Nike commercial right now that everybody forgets is probably better than have half you asked, the quarterbacks starting in the league. Have you asked the Kaepernick-Cutler question on your show? I have not yet, no. I didn't Cutler. I mean, he's doing reality TV. No one here likes Cutler. He Cutler was – he should have gotten, like, playoff shares and stuff for all the years that he helped the Packers. He's been one of their most valuable quarterbacks while playing for the Bears. He was one of their
0: most valuable quarterbacks. Jay Cutler. Could save your season. Oh God! I, I know you don't want to hear it. I'm here to yeah. tell you though. He could save your season. It's it's an unthinkable thing. He is. I, still... I'd rather have Tony Romo come out of the CBS booth and and strap it up. Romo would be another one, although he's now two years out, and so but, that gets. To but be so a little is Kaepernick. Dicing.
1: But why not Kaepernick then?
0: Uh, he's still working out. Well, again, there's two elements. One is two years out. Number two yeah. is that he wasn't very good in his last season, although he was okay, he had good numbers. Team wasn't very good around him. Yeah. And then the third thing is the the off field stuff. I, at this point, I don't think you can convince him to come back and play because he's too invested in his new career and his new image. Probably his new image, his whole shtick, for lack of a better word, would be ruined by coming back to play for the Packers and by going two and six in an eight week stretch in which Rodgers might be on the shelf. So Perhaps. I think he's going to say he's going to say a hard no to that. Kind of like Randy Jackson in American Idol, "Nah dog, nah." Now nah, that's a no for me. In fact, that's a hard no, man. Can't do yeah. that.
1: Well, what makes Cutler more attractive than Cap? Just the fact that uh, he played the, last
0: year. The, the, the... He played last year. He is in reasonably good shape for a quarterback and he could he, he it, knows... never, it didn't look like he was in that good of shape when he played, actually. Well, the bottom line is he played last year, so he's most in touch with the game, and he's a veteran. He's a veteran who has been through a lot of games, and while he throws some shitty, ill-advised passes, he knows how to play. He's been to an NFC championship game. There's very few guys that are one year out, still under 40 years old, have played an NFC title game, and might do pretty well. And the only guy is Cutler, but it's an unthinkable thing given how much Packer fans hate him. But you beat uh, him so much, how can you hate him? He was your bitch. True. Take uh, him in, put him on the dog chain, make him cook the meth like Jesse at the end of Breaking Bad, and just deal with it. That's what Matt I'm Flynn saying.
1: is Matt Flynn still available? Might <laughs> be. Could
0: bring him back. Might be. There's about, no There's what, no handy list of
1: Jason NFL Campbell. quarterbacks. Guys that are playing in, in the touch league now that are you know Jason Campbell that you had him didn't you the touch league yeah in you know touch football league doesn't that where guys go it's hard to find a, oh, you know I
0: thought you were talking about an actual league that no had, no that was T- touch. I'm talking touch football you're like the touch league I'm yeah. like what touch league we're we talking about
1: Tavares Jackson uh, Jason
0: uh, Jason Campbell Matt Flynn are you, you looking at, at
1: this point it doesn't are you matter. looking at a list right
0: now I'm just throwing names out there. oh okay because I I need to find a list of quarterbacks who are sitting at home waiting for the phone the to The one that ring. comes
1: to mind for me is Matt Flynn because it's still McCarthy, and if he's in any kind of shape, bring him back.
0: That wouldn't be necessarily <laughs> he's done, the worst thing in the world. He's done it
1: before. Yeah, I mean, you know, why not? Hell, I, w- whether it's Deshaun Go Kaiser it. or Randall Cobb, who the, was the emergency quarterback
0: uh, you know, last you, night. It
1: does, it, we're to the point where if, if Rodgers this, goes out, it
0: doesn't matter. Okay, this is I've got to break you and other Packer fans of this thinking. You've got to stop saying that. Drew.
1: We're realist. If, if, if Rogers gets hurt season over your expectation of anything, they could be,
0: not if he's gone for eight weeks, It could be in, eight or one. In, and if, in, people, if they, if Rogers goes out,
1: people are like the season's over.
0: You are envisioning a cataclysmic injury that knocks him out for the year. I'm talking about an eight week injury. How often do those happen? A lot.
1: For All the time.
0: Really? Yes. When do quarterbacks get Matt- miss half the season? Yes, with shoulders and ankles,
1: maybe guys just bones. play through it or something. Because it just seems like to me that it's like the whole enchilada. You either miss, you either miss like no, a couple no. series, or you miss the season.
0: No, true. You're being way too fatalistic and a little bit. Well, traumatic. and that's because we've you had need to shake yourself.
1: We've I'm had gonna, quarterbacks I'm slap around. you right now. We've to had say, two quarterbacks in 25 years. I'm sorry. I it's know. Like, it's what I'm
0: trying is. to. we used to See, again. You're now. You're now in a shitty one bedroom apartment. <laughs> And you're and you're saying, well, this doesn't matter. I'm just going to die. No, in this no, no. Apartment. We're in an
1: apartment that looks okay, but the now we're realizing the walls are thin and the neighbors are kind of
0: like you know sketch. It's like it looks okay from the surface, but it's not like there. No, no. You're you're in your own home, beautiful big mansion with Aaron Rodgers, but you're afraid yeah. because you haven't paid the mortgage in about eight months that you're about to get evicted, and so you're dreading every <laughs> knock on the door. You're dreading every phone call that comes into the house and you're hoping and praying you can sort of last it out. I'm here to tell you how to live on the streets, brother. I'm telling you how to survive in one-bedroom shitty apartments on the wrong side of town at quarterback in the NFL, and you're not listening to me. I'm giving you ways to survive. And you're like, it doesn't matter. Any quarterback who gets hurt will be hurt for forever, so there's no such thing as an eight-week injury. I could Google search and find you a trillion six- to eight- to four-week injuries for quarterbacks in the NFL. It happens all the time. I'm just unaware of it. (laughs) We had a guy who never missed a game, and we, okay. we got Guess another what? guy
1: who's. You I'm know. coming
0: next week with a big sack full of them, and I'm gonna okay. make you eat the whole sack.
1: I'll listen. I'll you know enlighten me. I'm not used to this. We're quarterbacks never really. Hey, who it, we did we spend the, the preseasons up here arguing about the backup quarterback? And it ends up being a, just the, the worst, most
0: worthless who cares argument because who again, who did who did the Saints trade for right before final cutdown? Who Teddy did trade for Bridgewater, of the oh, Jets. Yeah. Well, I'm looking at you, blinking, saying, "Where were you guys on this? Where was McCarthy I mean, on this? Where was Gouda Kunst how much, on this? How the, much better is Teddy Bridgewater than a million times? What kind what? of question is that? Really? How much, how much better is Teddy Bridgewater than, than Deshaun, Deshaun Kaiser?" Kaiser? A trillion times the, better. The
1: Saints also have don't they have Taysom Hill too? That was a guy that was on the Packers. Taysom the Packers Hill is more him. of a Taysom
0: Hill's more of a prospect. Okay, the Yeah, because the Packers had him and had to cut him, and that's why he ended up with the Saints. Teddy Bridgewater was a bona fide NFL starter that had put together a very budding resume for a couple of years before he got hurt. I'm just saying these moves are made. The Saints did it to backstop Drew Brees. Injuries don't always last an entire season, and yes, there are guys way better than Deshaun Kaiser. Just like I was screaming last year, there's guys way better than Brett Hundley. Nobody wanted to hear me, at least not Mike McCarthy. Well, all right, and here here's the thing, though, Um, and this is a I don't know if this is a factor at all, but you say go get
1: that guy, go get Bridgewater, get Chase Daniel is the backup in Chicago, right?
0: Yeah, he's not very good, Shrimpy McDaniel. I don't like him. He's not
1: looking, but but I'm just saying, guys. When you're looking at the menu and you're a backup quarterback, I think most of them, well, it's do too have late. aspirations to play. So the idea that the Packers should go sign guys, it's not that attractive a
0: job. It's too late now because you've already yes, pushed off from But shore. I'm saying
1: I'm thinking of the offseason though. In the offseason like go get a guy like if if I'm looking, you know, New England and Green Bay are low on my list. I'd rather go somewhere where I can play <laughs> where the the quarterback's not good and there's a chance I can be the starter and then make the big money.
0: Why did the Buccaneers backstop Jameis Winston with Ryan Fitzpatrick?
1: Because um, uh, Jameis Winston's going to be suspended. No, <laughs> they know. did this.
0: They did this before he got suspended. <laughs> teams do this all the time, Drew, as a hedge against their starter going down. Yeah, can well, you have, can you imagine how good it would feel to have Ryan Fitzpatrick right now? Yeah, but again,
1: like, why would he have? It come doesn't matter. Why would why, he come? Why would he come to Green Bay? money money well that's just it you don't want to pay a bunch to a a guy and so it's not attractive either way what they're going to overpay for a decent backup who's never going to play somehow the buccaneers
0: found a way to pay for it yeah but they're not paying their guy 140 million dollars guaranteed trust me the the money can be found that is a dodge that is an excuse but
1: and then the quarterback has to want to come there because ryan fitzpatrick probably thinks okay this guy's not you know, pro Ryan bowl Fitz,
0: established yet. Ryan Fitzpatrick knew that he wasn't gonna play in Tampa. It just was an accident that, you know, old gropey hands crab leg kid couldn't behave himself <laughs> in an Uber. Kid. Oh yeah. That, that's all it is. Oh man. Okay, yeah, okay. Josh right. Josh McCown. Even a Brandon oh, Whedon is oh, better Lord. than Deshaun Kaiser, another former Browns QB. Blaine Gabbert would be better than Deshaun Kaiser. I mean, these are all guys who have played for multiple years in multiple systems. There are a bunch of systems. guys named Joe, and I, it doesn't matter because they'd still suck. Uh, the Raiders traded for A.J. McCarron. You would give your left testicle for A.J. McCarron right now as a Packer fan. I Instead would because his wife is hot. Of course. Of course <laughs> you would. Just having her around would boost morale. Yes. Right. Yes, I would. Uh, Trevor Simeon is backing all up these, Kirk Cousins again, in Trevor Simeon's backing up Kirk Cousins in Minnesota. Kirk got paid a huge amount of money. They found a way to afford it. They have a credible backup. You guys do not.
1: He's a credible backup. And what's his track record? What's he done as a starter? And what would he do plunged into that game on Monday night? Would he bring them back to. No. They would have lost that
0: game and they would have lost. I can't stop. I'm I'm saying the Packers will lose every game without Rodgers, period. Uh, Mike Glennon is third string for Arizona. Mike Glennon would be deluxe for you guys compared to Deshaun Kaiser. I'd almost you know rather that, right? have a guy
1: who, who has upside. I'd almost rather have – that's what the Packers' yeah. thinking is. I, I would rather have a guy you could groom and hope would turn into something.
0: All right, real quick, uh, we were supposed to talk a lot of Brewers today. I apologize for that, for those Ooh, that are it, tuning in to hear They've been Brewer fantastic. Talk. They have been fantastic. Everyone's been asking me, because I'm a Nats fan, about Gio Gonzalez. And so far, he's been great for you guys. He pitched one game. I know. So, yeah, so far he's been great. he <laughs> right.
1: great in the clubhouse in the one game he pitched. But yes.
0: great in the clubhouse and great in that one yeah. game. Now, listen, people have been saying, what's he like in the playoffs? And I said, I'm sorry to say this, but he's a crumbler. He's a crumbler in the playoffs. That's all. He Nice guy, good pitcher. His best years with us were probably two seasons ago. He's been just okay uh, the last two. And this year he, he wasn't very good for us. But he has a history in the playoffs of getting loose and rattled and unnerved. He's a crumbler. So I'm just saying that okay. in advance. I mean... Nice guy. I'm glad you got him. Meanwhile, do you think you can reel in the Cubs as we sit here one game back on Wednesday, it's... Uh, Tuesday, September ele- Well, it'd be Wednesday that you're going to hear this. Wednesday, yeah. September 12th. Well, depending what happened on the... Tuesday night game. But,
1: yeah, it's it's within reach. It was it didn't seem – I conceded the, the division to the Cubs a while back. When the lead was how many games?
0: It, well, it was five a week ago. Five games a week ago. Yeah, five was, games uh, with even, three weeks even, to play.
1: Even before that, I said the Cubs are going to – because the, the way it was trending. But the Cubs are in this brutal stretch of games. Similar to what the Brewers had going into the All-Star break, the Brewers played something like 22 games in 21 days or something like that. It was just a, a death march. They ended up losing five straight in Pittsburgh. They had a yeah. five-game series. They lost all five. It was awful, and it seemed like a death march. And that's what the Cubs are kind of feeling right now. They went from playing really well to struggling. the The schedule is in the Brewers' favor, right now, and I think the Brewers are going to make the playoffs. I still think it's going to be as the wild card. I still think the Cubs will pull out of their nosedive. Okay, but this is it's been great theater. It's it's a lot of fun. I, a I hope you guys baseball. Are and as far as Geo, uh, you're getting. I think you're just uh you're a slave to the small sample because I've seen guys that you say, "Oh, he can't play in the playoffs," and then all of a sudden they can. You know, it's such a small sample that you you can have two or three. They used to say Barry Bonds couldn't play in the playoffs.
0: Did you just put Gio Gonzalez Gonzalez in in, uh, Barry Bonds' postseason? No, I put him in
1: in what people said about the shriveling shrinkage uh, in in the big moments where, yeah, they can't come through in the big moments until they do, or guys that are always good in the playoffs
0: until they're not. Uh, Let's see here. Uh, Gio Gonzalez, postseason ERA. 2016 six point two three yeah how 2017 many six point seven five how, ma- how many innings well like he could have a low ERA as
1: well. well one bad inning could torpedo exactly so the small sample that's why guys tend to do what they do like that's why it's the myth of clutch the whole thing about oh he's great with runners in scoring position you know who the best hitters are with runners in scoring position generally the best hitters
0: six starts no decisions.
1: Well, nobody gets decisions in the playoffs anymore. Are you kidding me? They go to the bullpen in like the fourth <laughs> inning now. Did you see the World Series when Joe Madden was going to Araldis Chapman in the fifth? I mean, come on. Uh-huh. That's silly. And so it's like you could have one rough inning and in an outing, and then all of a sudden your playoff of your eye sucks. That's the, the danger of the small sample. I would guard against that.
0: OK, the well idea then, that guys then, are
1: good in the clutch or bad in the clutch is just it's just a matter of they usually regress and the longer they play in those situations, the more they go back to what they've always done. All
0: right. Gio Geo had six starts in the playoffs over the course of one, two, three, four different seasons. And you're telling me that's not a big enough sample? No, I don't think so. Well, then what pitcher would have a big enough sample in the postseason for you? Um, let's see. Because well here's one
1: oh here's a perfect example this illustrates my point Clayton Kershaw had some bad luck and some unsuccessful outings people like he's got small nuts he can't perform in the big games well okay and but then, Clayton Kershaw oh, was a badass okay ass. but again it's like it's, a, it's a, the small sample is like oh he can't play in the and people ascribe this well it's different in the play and it is different but guys
0: okay. generally tend to do what they do okay I'm pulling for him because he's a nice guy. And I'm pulling for you guys, so don't get mad are at you? me.
1: Okay, well, the brew crew was, um, you are know, you, you Nats. Me, are
0: you? Are you? Yeah, well, hey. The, the, that was a very accusatory, are the, you? The
1: Nats, though, did the Brewers a favor with the rain and the rain delays and the you know, beating <laughs> the Cubs on Saturday. <laughs> I know. So we should send a fruit basket your way for yes. that. And then if they beat them on Thursday in that makeup game, that would be even more okay. sweet. If they can even play that game, Zabe, where are yeah, they going to
0: play that game? I know, okay.
1: Might have to move it to Milwaukee.
0: Uh, yeah, they're going to have to do something, that's for sure. But uh, no, I'm pulling for you guys. Don't think I'm not yeah. pulling for you guys. Come on.
1: All right, I believe you. I believe you.
0: Okay. There we go. I'm not a good guy. I'm the guy. Ha <laughs> ha, fuck that guy. Fuck that guy.
1: We wasted too much time talking about my fucking knees. My fuck that guy this week is Carlos Ramos. I know you've teed this up on other pods, I'm sure, Zabin, on the show. The shows. umpire
0: in the, the chair Serena Empire.
1: Williams match. And it's not that he was over-officious or that he comported himself badly. It's the fact that this controversy... I've been watching tennis my whole life. Granted, not as much in the last 20 years as I did earlier in my life because it's been less appealing and less interesting to me since the back in the day. But... I went my whole life without knowing, ever, hearing the name of a chair umpire, and now Carlos Ramos has been thrust in, and I have a feeling that this is going to be the start of a trend, and they're going to start <laughs> having their moments. So and you
0: believe he was out of line?
1: We get enough. N- not even, I don't even think so, but oh. the fact that this controversy happened, now I have to be aware of chair umpires, and it probably won't be the last time we hear the name and the controversy in a sport that has been, like, do you know any PGA rules officials?
0: Yeah, Slugger White. There's one, Joe Dye. And
1: you know a couple. Wow, that's yeah. amazing. I but I have never. <laughs> I'm I've a gone, golf nerd, man. I've gone through my life not knowing a, the name of any chair umpire or even caring about them, and now I do. Well, you can and thank, I fear the you can, trend.
0: You can thank Serena for that because she threw such a fucking fit, and she has so many enablers in the media that they made it a referendum on this chair umpire who has umpired seven Grand Slam finals is one of a handful of gold badge umpires. He did the Olympics as well. He's known as a bit of a hanging judge because he's kind of by the book. But the only reason you know his name now is because Serena just couldn't accept the fact she was getting her ass kicked and that her coach was trying to give her signals. Shit gets called, man. Grow up, don't yeah. act like such a baby, and then you won't know the name of these chair umpires.
1: All right, well, Carlos Ramos been at it a long time. He's been in high-level things. Two words for you, Jeff Triplett. Doesn't necessarily mean you're good. Or Steve Jabby.
0: He, I said this. I said I don't know enough about tennis. He could be like the Steve Jabby of tennis, where he just does shit. And you're like, what are you doing, man? Calm the fuck exactly. down. You're no one's here to see you. He could be like the Cowboy Joe West of chair umpires, right? Yeah.
1: And the last thing we needed was more ignominious and right. famous fucking chair umpires. So, so to fuck Carlos that Ramos. guy.
0: fuck that guy. Why well, fucked that guy this week? This was amazing. You know we launched the Zabecast Premium, the Friday Football Five Ways podcast. Yes, it costs a whopping $5 a month to get it. And I said all along, you're not really buying a $5 show once a week. You're supporting this podcast, okay? Well, one guy, I don't know who it is, created a Twitter account with a vulgarity attached to my name and a link to a free download of the Friday show. And I thought to myself, bro, you gotta really hate me a lot to go around and say, I'm gonna unlock Zabe's premium content and tweet it out. That is some serious. Wow. You need to you get the a fucking level. life. Yeah, exactly. So to that guy, I say, fuck that guy. <laughs> For more Drew Olson, go to the iHeartRadio app, listen to his show on the Big 920 in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and tweet at him obsessively at... Drew Olson, MKE. I
1: welcome all the one-percenters. It's fun.
0: Let's end with this today. Jalen Ramsey, trash-talker extraordinaire for the Jacksonville Jaguars, is able to get into just about anybody's heads. This is hilarious. He has now got NHL players, hockey players, Triggered over something he said. ESPN the magazine feature by Mina Kimes on the Trash Talking Jags DB somehow swerved upon hockey. Said Jalen Ramsey, quote, he said he's, or not quote, he didn't say this, but in the Mina Kimes piece, Kimes writes, Ramsey's never tried skating, but if he trained for six months, he said, he could probably crack the NHL. There is no chance, she writes, that the single line wouldn't catch the attention of hockey fans and media members, some of whom decided to have a little fun with it. ESPN's Emily Kaplan then walked back that quote to several NHLers and got some pretty interesting responses. Jack Eichel, quote, I think it's insulting to our league, unquote. Vladimir Tarasenko, I can bet any money in the world there's no chance he can play in the NHL in six months. It's impossible. It declasses our sport. Evander Kane, I think I'd be about a thousand percent better than he is at his position in six months than he'd be at mine. Oh no! Shots, fire! Dylan Larkin, he's never skated before, so there's no chance. Seth Jones, you can't even learn to skate in six months. Of course, the hockey players are right, and uh, of course, Jalen Ramsey is just kidding, right? I mean, I think. <laughs> It's just so funny. That's outrageous. That's an insult to our sports, says Jack Eichel. Okay. Jack, let me sit you down and explain how NFL DBs are, especially cornerbacks. They have to be confident to the point of complete absurdity because they're going to get beat and they're going to look stupid and they have to have a short memory and they have to have confidence that pours over the sides of their very being. It's just how they are. All right, that'll be a wrap for today. Thank you for listening. Don't forget, subscribe to the Zabecast Premium, Zabecast, or go to zabe.com/ slash premium. You'll get the Football Five Ways episode, Bob and Brian episodes I'm putting up there as well, and more to come. Plus, download the Zabecast app. It is 100% free and sorts all my shit in one place in a nice new pile. Monday through Thursday, you can download free whenever you get, wherever you get your podcast delivers delivered. Uh, Leave positive reviews and ratings. I always appreciate them. Follow me on Twitter at Zabe. Email feedback, kudos, and complaints. Zabe at yahoo.com. Bookmark Zabe.com on the web to stay updated. Now, as they set one set on the TV show Cribs, get out of my podcast and we'll uh, see you tomorrow.